Alexis. How's everyone doing on day two? <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, day two. Yeah. Yay. Or as I like to call it, GDC day 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do kind of want to die. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome, this is uh, Hidden Gems, Discovering the Undiscovered of PAX East. Um, out of curiosity, uh, has anyone been to this panel before at any of the other? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Welcome back. How awesome. Um, this is our third year in a row doing it at PAX East. And uh, six overall, I believe. Six? Yeah. Six. Sixth hidden gem. Wow. Six. The sixth gem. Six. The six. There's only six. Six. Yes. Six gem. Yeah. We, we only talk about one game, the sixth gem. Yeah. Um, so for, for everyone else, if you're unfamiliar, the... Uh, the, the way the panel works is uh, we, we go, we scour the show floor to show off some, some interesting, like, uh, overlooked games for people to, to check out and, uh, and tell their friends about. Um, let's go over the, the panelists today. Uh, I'm Dylan Alvento. I'm the co-founder of Ward Games. To my immediate left, Felix Kramer, Hello. producer at Polytron. That's true. And also working on awesome games like Tunic and yep. Neocab. Yep. Doing biz, dev, and PR and marketing and all that fun stuff. Mostly production. Mostly production. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> to their left, Sarah Almale. Excellent. Uh, voice actor working on games such as uh, Pyre. Mm -hmm. uh, credit on Pyre, credit on Anthem, mm -hmm. yeah. female freelancer in Anthem. That's true. Um, and then also... <laughs> That's not my Anthem voice. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, woo. hey. My jetpack. <laughs> we, 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 get, we gotta find the Anthem of creation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then also working uh, executive producer at ga uh, gamedev.world, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, in June. And then to her left, Nelson Johnson, UX UI designer and illustrator extraordinaire. Hi, Nelson. Hi. Nice shirt. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm proud of this. Shirt. Thank it's you. a real, it's a real you know good what? shirt. Thank he you. He was so excited yeah. about Thank this you. shirt. He's yeah. like, uh, oh, I, I got this floral uh, mesh shirt. It, it is mesh. I can't tell. It is, it is mesh. mesh. We can't see it's it. mesh. It's mesh. Um, but yeah, it's we're gonna, a lot. We're gonna we're gonna showcase some games. And we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. them. But before I do that. I have no idea what's okay. going on. I got this yep. yo yo. Oh no. <laughs> and this is way more important than any game. <laughs> this tradition? No, this no. is new. No. Uh, I got this, this from Mike new. Rose. Um, no, this nah. is embarrassing. Woo! This is deeply embarrassing. But I commend your commitment. <laughs> if, you, if you want a yo yo, they're $1 at the No More Robots booth. Dylan, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm gonna yo yo the entire time. Don't worry about it. Perfect. All right, let's get started with the games. All right, I'm going to start with the most hidden gem. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, this is a student game over at the Becker College booth. It's called Try Attack, um, or Try Dot Attack. It, it uses like programmer uh, language in the game. Um, so basic pitch here, it's, uh, do you like Geometry Wars? Yeah, I yeah? love Geometry Wars. Yeah. Yeah? All right, what if uh, you shot a boomerang in Geometry Wars and there was screen wrapping? That's this game. This right. is the this is mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the most minimal slide you could have possibly chosen for yeah. for the thing you just described, which in my head is like the most intense. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, you play as the 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 outline triangle there, and the big white triangle is your bullet, right? So it kind of <laughs> emanates forward from you, and it spins out, and whatever it hits, it destroys, um, and then it, and then it comes back to you, uh, and then you have these little circle enemies. There there are red circles, and then there are red squares. The red circles just kind of like bull rush you, and they get really fast as they get closer, the red squares kind of shoot bullets at you. Um, but you can do awesome tricks. Like this game, this 
game should have a trick system because you can do things like, all right, I'm going to shoot the boomerang out and then I'm going to wrap around the screen. So if you go to the right side of the Ooh. screen, you appear oh. on the left and then it'll boomerang across the screen. Oh, that's cool. It's that's really cool. <laughs> and it's it, my uh, years of Towerfall will actually come in really handy. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's really tricky and really difficult, though. So if you like a challenge with like <laughs> arcade games, it's uh, well, I suck at games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna have fun. That's, yeah. that's why yeah. we make games because we suck at playing. That's fun true. Fun in the trying. That's, that's fair. That's how that works. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So uh, a friend of the panel, uh, Harris Foster, uh, introduced me to the developers. Uh, Demi, I believe, was the developer's name. Cool. And just a student ran up and was like, this, kid, this kid's going to tell you about their game. And then walked me back to the booth and showed it to me. And yeah. It was cool. It's, it's, it's cool shit. That guy's very sweet. Yes. I think uh, I met him today. Very mm -hmm, sweet, dude. Mm -hmm. Student games. Student yeah, games. Yeah, student games student, are, student it's games. so interesting. really good games. It turns out. Weird, right? I just want to touch on this really briefly. Like, I mean, we've all been coming to PAX a really long time. And... It's so interesting now and cool to see. Oh God, that's so distracting. Sorry, uh, I won't do it anymore. It's so bad. It's Troll. just if you were good at it, it wouldn't be. But it came back to me. I didn't catch it. All right, put it away. Uh, put it away. Uh, but it's really interesting and, and awesome to see how many student games are at PAX in 2019 versus in 20 whatever, like 12 or 13, right? Mm. And so that, in, that's a combination of things. Obviously, that's a combination of the fact that game programs exist in universities yeah. now versus yep. them not in the past, but also that it's becoming a little more accessible to bring your game to something like PAX, right? With things like PAX Rising and mm. like the Mega Booth and other stuff, like it becomes a little more viable to actually bring your game. Um, and that's really cool. The fact that you may not even, even if you're not showing it on the show floor, having it with you and like just having a laptop where you can yeah. come up to the booth and say like, hey, do you have a second? Would you like to see it? Yeah. That's really neat. And it's, it's I don't know, I treasure it. Um, and I might not have time every single time to play, mm -hmm. but like just being able to look it up afterwards and stuff, it's, it's cool how many people can do that these days versus five, ten years ago, you know? Yeah. And kind of be, and get in the mix. And I mean, like Baba's You was a student game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right? And that one was a best design? Yeah, one... Won a lot of IGS. It won a lot of IGS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, so the yeah, the kids are all right. Like they're getting. Yeah, yeah the kids are okay. It turns out. Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. I, I love would, it. I would yeah. love to see like pop up booths, like just yeah, or like an open booth that you just like throw your laptop on mm, and and, yeah. and play stuff on. Yeah, I'm sure you like get shooed mic. off the <laughs> right. off the show floor. But I encourage you to do it anyway. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crimes, crimes, Gorilla, crimes. Guerrilla marketing at PAX. Yeah. 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 All right, yes. yeah. Nelson, yeah. Sayonara, yes. Wild Hearts. Sayonara. 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 Yeah. You're okay, don't worry. At the very least, oh. say it right. Oh. Uh, have you got a question for the panel? Yeah. Have you ever felt like somebody reached into your brain, grabbed like random ideas, random music, and then whatever visuals just happened to pop up and said, yeah, we can make something out of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's Sayonara Wild Hearts for me. Yeah. I'm Absolutely, what? absolutely. Okay, so the way they describe it is it is a pop music video album, I believe is their descriptor. All right. All yeah, yeah. Are, are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the are way, you guys with me? The way I pitched it was it's like Sailor Moon meets Tetris Effect. Yes. With really it's, good music. It's Sailor Moon, Tetris Effect, Res almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, this color scheme. Yeah. So pink. And purple, the, the and bisexual blue. color palette. Yeah, yeah, it's my flag, basically. Just the bisexual yeah. color palette. Yeah, that's what it's been referred to <laughs> as. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really good. good. Uh, but yeah, so it's got like biker gangs, and then you fight them with music, and then it's again a rhythm. 
It's a rhythm game. Res it's very hard to describe. I, I really insist yeah. everybody. So like it, it kind of well, plays out into two parts. So it's like you you chase enemies and on motorcycles, and and there, there are a bunch of different scenarios. So they play. Well, they're like shooting things back at. Yeah, you yeah. Too. So like you'll you'll chase after them, and you're going through the cityscape, and then all of a sudden like the cityscape like tears apart with like an earthquake, mm -hmm. and then you fall down this fissure, and then you're just flying through the fissure, and then you catch up to them, and then it's like a 2D like fighting thing, but yeah. it's rhythm based. So yeah. Yeah. Like, so you so QTEs. You skip past the one very cool part of that fissure. It's also surprise. Maybe a love story because you're fighting this this biker gang and at one point one of the one of the characters does a sick wheelie. Uh, never thought I'd be on stage saying sick that's wheelie. That's how you knew very it was happy. love. It was me. Um, does a sick wheelie does a come here motion and then speeds forward, <laughs> breaks the earth. And then you're flying to chase them. I want to marry it. Yeah, and all the power. Sayonara Wild Hearts, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's obviously did like this, there's romance. Did this announced in Apple Arcade recently on Monday? It was recent. Did it? I think it, I think it pretty did. Recent. I think I saw, like, this visual at one point. Yeah. It looks really cool. I mean, I will say that Annapurna, their publisher, tends, every single game they have announced in the since they started a few years ago, has been, that's how I feel about them. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, Annapurna makes games that are specifically engineered for my brain. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. And so I think a lot of us feel that way, and that's really cool and I think it's because they make some like really magical they pick up really magical projects that have like so much character and that so many people can project onto in a really interesting way and that whatever like you just described five games to me and they're all in one <laughs> which is super cool right it, the fact it's that it's wild. all one it's piece wild. of thing yeah and so you you can find something in it everybody can find something in it which very I think is really stylish cool. just yeah. so much style I, I love it so much they're very good at that oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you if you play it please put the headphones on uh, more than almost any other game because the soundtrack is phenomenal I'm 90% sure they if they don't sell this on vinyl I will be very surprised uh, but mostly because I just want to see what the vinyl looks like, if I'm being honest. It's a very good game. Yeah. <laughs> Felix. Okay, Mutazzi. Cool. Yeah. Wait, can wait, talk can you say it again? You know what? I'm going to say it, and if, they're, if they correct me, I'm sorry, but I believe it is Mutazione. Mutazione. Oh. Okay. Mutazione. The, the emphasis on the second syllable. Well, you know what? I don't know. Okay. And with an accent. Me, go, go Japanese and maybe just don't Mutazione. put an accent on anything. Mutazione. Um, Say it as fast as you can. Mutazione. That's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, God, this game is so beautiful. So this has been in the works for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's from uh, an amazing team uh, among among the members, Doug Wilson, who is... Is it Degutta Fabrik? Yeah, it's Degutta Fabrik, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, which is another one you have to say really quickly so that yep. nobody know, in around you knows you're mispronouncing it. Uh, de Gute Fabrique. Yes. Um, but Doug made, uh, you may know G.S. Joust. Mm, yes. Right? Which I'm also Johan, Johan Sebastian. Yeah. Joust, yeah. Really fun game using the PlayStation Move controllers, um, multiplayer game. Uh, and one of those games that was revolutionary for its time because nobody was making, or very few people were making games that took space, that took like physical space, but still used digital right. like controllers and digital means. Um, and so that was really cool. So this is, you know, he's one, he's one of the people on this team and this game has one of the most uh, whimsical pitches. I mean, the characters in it, you can see there's like the weird this linked hot dog. base? Yeah. And there's a weird linked Dope. hot dog Two two hot dogs. Yeah, there's multiple together. hot dogs. So, so the premise is, and I might is it get just one hot dog, but yeah. I think it's one hot dog. Yeah, yeah but there are multiple creatures of the. But of there's the hot another dog hot dog with two faces as well. Listen, here's the pitch. I don't actually know <laughs> if I'm going to get this right, but um, 
There was once a like holiday resort, and a meteor struck it and caused this like beautiful resort to turn into still beautiful but very deeply mutated uh, oh, resort. No. And so it's this like town that you're visiting as a young woman. Your grandfather lives in it, and uh, he's sick, and so you're nursing him back to health. And so you go back and you meet all these characters. And in addition to exploring and talking in it, for it being a very narrative experience, mm. you're also because all the plants are mutated as well. You're collecting seeds and building a garden, oh. and of all these like beautiful mutated things and your grandfather's telling you stories about the people in town and it's got a lot of like this is the part I love and I'm sorry if it's like a bad focus but there's a lot of gossip because it is a very enclosed like town so you're learning about the people within it right and you're learning their stories and how they're linked and who is who and sort of you know it is gossip but it is juicy it is quite fun Mm -hmm. and juicy but you're there over the span of many days and so you play each each day is kind of like a chapter. So, but because you're this young woman from outside coming in as a player, sort of you know as much as she does, which yeah. is nice. So it is sometimes, nice, yeah. sometimes when you start playing a game, you're kind of like at the point where you're like, I don't understand. This. My character knows more than I do. But in this premise, right. you don't, right? So you get this like you get to come in and ask questions at your own pace and sort of build your garden and 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 see how your grandfather was linked to all this stuff. And it's just so deeply whimsical and the character design. I mean, like you don't get to see the front of these characters sadly, but I know. Yeah, oh, but you do see the like butt crack. Suggestive yeah. butt shots. Oh, you get yeah, a little, butt shots. you got a little yeah, crack, little, 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 crack. Crack. little yeah. bit of a uh, But yeah, it's it's stunning, and they're over in the Sony booth, so I would highly. And Sony has like a lot of really cool things here this year. Yeah. Um, I would definitely go over there in general, but I don't know. There's something about narrative games, meditative narrative games lately, that really appeal to me because I find I come home from either being on the road a long time or being at work, and at the end of the day, to sit down and play a game that requires intense skill for me is so much labor. Yeah. You know, like, even if it's like Fallout or something where I'm really familiar with the game, it's still a lot of labor. Mm. And so these kinds of games to me uh, give me space, give me that chance to like enjoy a thing and wind down, uh, but have have like the sense of discovery still, right? So yeah. I'm yeah, I'm super into it, and I'm really hoping that... Uh, they get a lot of attention because they're well-deserving. I love that I've known Doug for a long time and known about this game for how, whatever, seven years. Seven years, seven yeah. Years, and I, not Eight once centuries. did I figure out what the mutation, like the mutation part of this. Right, no, me neither. <laughs> it actually, I literally had to read, yeah. even after I played it, mm. I was like, oh, this is whimsical. And then in my head, I was like, right. I, right. I, I, wasn't there. I had to read their press kit to be like, oh, a meteor hit their town, and, Got it. which is great. I but also, it. like, it used to, and the other thing, too, is, I mean, Doug made this, you know, Joust has no narrative, and it's it's as minimalist and kind of elegant as you can get. It just involves these move controllers, which, by the way, best use of move controllers I agree, ever. I strongly agree. Um, and then he turns around and makes this really lovely narrative uh-huh. game. And, like, it used to be, and this is me kind of pounding a narrative thing, because for a while it was very trendy to be minimalist, elegant, kind of, like, non-story. I mean, there were, it was, like, very cool and trendy to, in academic circles to say that games can can't do story, and they shouldn't. Right. They mustn't. Don't try it. Don't even try it. They're ill-suited <laughs> to the form. And I'm so like, it's it's really really exciting to me um, that the narrative games. I kind of it feels to me like they're experiencing in Indies are, are experiencing like a real blossoming moment. Yeah, which is really. I think cool. it's good to take risks, right? And also good to try to tell stories that are like difficult to tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think a lot of more games are doing that now. Yeah, so we're going to cover quite a few of them. Yay. Yeah. Sorry. Flotsam. Flotsam. Oh my god, this game. It's so pretty. The full, you can see it's really beautiful. It's, uh, it's got this lovely cel-shaded artwork. And it's sort of like a town-building game and a, like a scavenging game. So you basically like, you are, are floating. It's all in a water, water world. What's Waterworld? Waterworld. Waterworld. Town-building. There's no land in Waterworld. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the Kevin Costner. 
Um, good. No, thankfully. Unfortunately, no, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. Good. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're collecting basically, I mean, it's probably got like a, a very cute, cheery, bright commentary on pollution, but you're collecting all this um, scrap from all over the place and building your town with it, um, which is wonderful. Your town itself can move, like it floats, so you can kind of, exp- there's a whole open exploration component. You can kind of see that like there's ruins off in the distance and you might, you know, they're likely to find certain kind of resources there, but you know that there might be sharks kind of swimming around the area. So like, into it. kind of yeah, and you can also. I think they're going to focus more. I was talking to them about um, that they're going to move into like having more animal friends that you can recruit. You can ah, have people, cool. people in your town. It's not out yet, right? I don't. It's in closed. It's in. Well, it's it. like like not early access, but like a closed beta type of. It's in a closed, closed alpha. alpha. Earlier alpha. access. Early, early, earlier, earlier access. Mm-hmm. Access before access. Free access, access, closed alpha. Um, but yeah, so you can recruit people to your town and kind of prioritize, like give them roles and jobs and tasks and prioritize those with a, a certain degree of complexity. And then you also get animal buddies. So I, I don't think this is in yet. I think they're still working on it, but I did get permission to talk about your seagull friend. Yes. So you can like, if a seagull's stuck, has like, um, you know, soda, the oh, plastic around yeah. it, you can save it. And then the seagull might go scout for you. Oh, I love wow. it. Lynn can tell you about resources and stuff. My only regret <laughs> about Wind Waker is that you couldn't make friends with the seagulls. Fixed. You know? Fixed. 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 Did it. <laughs> Solved it. Done. Nailed it. Yeah, but that this just looks really, really gorgeous and really deep. And um, but the but the interfaces I was looking at it and um, was pretty streamlined. So if you're someone like me who maybe like it gets overwhelmed by or needs to be like uh, kind of breadcrumbed through really uh, deep systems, like this seems very like there's depth to the to what cool. you have available, but it's like accessible and and sweet. So yeah, I'm really excited. It looks really gorgeous. And, and, and it's mostly based around exploration and building your... Yeah, your building camp. up your town, building up your community, and exploring the world and adding to it as you go. Cool. Bloodroots. Sarah, you also Blood want to talk about roots. this. Yes, this is also me. So Bloodroots... Um, no, 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 it's both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, okay, do you want to like talk... I want to talk about their, their inspirations because they're exciting to me, so do you want to explain sure. the um, So I've seen this game before. Like, I, I, I don't remember where I saw a trailer from. It might have been E3 or a direct or something. Um, even though I don't know if it's on Switch. Anyways, the, uh, so the premise is that you're like this like lumberjack, like woodsman, grizzly Adams looking dude. <laughs> yeah. And you just run around... Murdering people. Um, yeah. Wow. It's it's uh. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm an easy. Well, it's guy. a revenge it's, tale. Yes. Yes. A little bit of a it's, revenge it's, thing. Right. Yeah. Like it starts with like basically like your evil counterpart like yeah. about to kill you in the night while you're sleeping, and then you wake up from the nightmare, and yeah. then you go and 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 slaughter people. Yes. Right. Hence the blood. <laughs> Hence the blood. Yes. As Got you it. See. What's cool about it, it is so frenetic and fast, and like the yeah. character moves so quick. They so. So what I did was, you know, usually in, in games like this, you can kind of, like, buffer yourself against enemies. Like, you'll run up against them, and, like, you can maybe, like, push them back and stuff. Like, the way the, the trappings of the game make you think that. Mm-hmm. I kept running at this dude and just, just yeah. dead. Well, because it's one-hit kill. It's one-hit so like kill. It's like Hotline Miami. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like, for them and for you. Why did that just yeah. sell me? But now I'm super on yeah. board. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Hotline Miami if the character speed was, like, five times faster. Wow, 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 Because wow. you're just zooming <laughs> around. So, like, I would, like, run in. I, I ran and careened into this dude, and he just, like, laid me out. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just dead. And then I respawned and then did it, like, three more times. Me too. Because, like, I didn't know, like... Me too. It, I couldn't stop. Like, this I couldn't, like... This is me like, playing Samurai Gun. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when the dev starts to come over and be like, uh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's fine. But like, um, <laughs> where in like, losing. I like losing. Where in games like like Hotline Miami, where you do pick up weapons and stuff, all the weapons in this are contextual, and they're yes. all just like regular items. You can pick up almost everything that you can see, right? <gasps> which is what's awesome. Yeah. So, and and then those things, um, like the barrel, for example, like there's there's other. It changes either your movement or your or your traversal or right. whatever. Oh. So like, you pick up that barrel, you're gonna roll on that barrel. You're rolling on the barrel over. If you pick up a hay bale and run through fire, now your hay bale's on fire. Like it's it just get, everything is so cool. Yeah, and so you just start to realize like you become curious about things that you pick up and kind of what they might do wow. and change but, stuff. But yeah, regular items have ammo. So like the barrel yeah, only right, has three charges. So like once you kill three people with it, yeah. the barrel's destroyed. Well, this game. In scope is enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Holy so it's cow. Like super, this is super a really streamlined, big game. and the rhythm is, and it just keeps you like, it's the pace of it is like you said so frantic, but but the the thing that makes it work is the fact that you can pick up anything in your path, so right. you almost never feel kind of like frustrated. Oof. Like what's the thing? There is a rubber duck in the game on like a pedestal <laughs> that you pick up and you <laughs> run at a guy with it, and this guy's like no 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 no, and you just slam him with the rubber duck, and he's just he's <laughs> where's done. your duck hero now? Yeah. <laughs> the um, uh, there's also like a final kill cam, which is contextual to edit whatever quote-unquote weapon you're using mm -hmm. so like i had the barrel and i just rolled up on this dude and it's like this like kind of to the ground shot mm -hmm. and the guy is also like no and then like i just like i just fall out of the sky hit him with the barrel and then just like like a like a grinding wheel sound yeah. like hits and i'm just just like in place Things just chain and kind of spark and like there's just full of surprises which is so awesome and the i, I loved they were talking to me about kind of what they were inspired by um, and they mentioned Tarantino, so yeah. like just sort of okay. yeah. pure that Tarantino up. rampage. Yeah. Um, they're really, it's a very like deeply French Canadian kind of setting, um, uh, which is where they're from. Um, so it's hence the lumberjack vibe. I don't know Montreal specifically, actually. Huh. But um, and then the other thing they said, which was which we've already talked about is that the improvisation comes from like Jackie Chan movies, and so like Jackie Chan just like the the wonderful surprise kind of almost. Um, bit oriented like comedy bit oriented mm -hmm. way that he structures fight scenes and the way that he just grabs everything and can use everything that was like that really just kind of I don't know blew my mind I was like yes I want to play Jackie Chan the so, lumberjack game so what you're telling me that there is both a tuxedo weapon and a medallion weapon in this <laughs> right, game yeah and at one point you'll definitely scream who am I <laughs> yeah great yeah cool solid Creature in the well. Creature in the well, Nelson. Creature in the well. Creature in the well. Creature in the well. Creature so in the well. One more time. Creature, Creature in the well. well. Thank you. Creature in the well. Uh, there's there's pinball, there's hack and slash, and then there's environmental storytelling, and then there's this, which is just all three, uh, and it's and it's fantastic. <laughs> so they revealed this, I believe, as part of one of the or showed it at one of the Nintendo indie showcases. Yeah, um, I believe it's on a direct. Yeah, and what and what you are is you are a robot engineer um, who has to restore power to. I want to say it's a turbine. Wait, are you an engineer that works on robots, or are you a robot you are, who is also you are an engineer? A robot who is an engineer. That's awesome. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. yeah. all right. That, okay. You're right. That's very specific. Uh, at one point, when you fall into the well, uh, if you go down, the camera moves for the first time. Uh, not for the first time, but and you see another character. Oh. It's a frog janitor. Not, oh. a, not a janitor who cleans up frogs. No. Okay. Yeah. It is a janitor who is also oh, a frog. Okay. Yeah. Does he also clean up frogs, though? Better. Is he also what? Does he also clean up frogs? I mean, that's dark work. I can't tell you about that. That's a spoiler. So yeah, so it's a hack. It's a top-down hack and slash pinball game where you have one button that collects the pellets and then another button that shoots them. It is incredibly important that you explore in this game because there are other weapons that you can get 
and those other weapons enhance certain things. So one of the things that you can do is if you find a secret area in the PAX build, you will find a weapon that shows you exactly where your oh. where your pinballs will go. Ah. And so it does certain certain different things like that. And there's like all of that is cool and everything. Uh, aesthetically, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, you might notice a trend. I really like aesthetics. Mm. Um, <laughs> I like aesthetics and mesh shirts. Aesthetics apparently. are substance. Yeah. Aesthetics are substance. They Form do. is content. <laughs> it's true. And, uh, no, I like that. Um, and one of the one of the other things about this game is that there is a really phenomenal rhythm to it. So it starts being really easy to to like wrap your head around. And then they start introducing more concepts. And then they start introducing more concepts like a lot of games do. But one of them is uh, laser beams that you have to dash out of the way of. And it starts going with the music at such a good beat mm -hmm. and such a good rhythm that without realizing it, you are 100% in the flow well, of playing this uh, game. Hey, guys, audio is important in games. It's <laughs> really important, you guys. That sounds so good. Yeah. I want to see fantastic. this in motion. Yeah. I'm going to go, um, go see it. It blew my mind. We were talking about this in the IGF audio jury about Tormentor X Punisher because yeah. it's the same, oh God, yeah. that, that deep, deep mm -hmm. marriage of audio and, and gameplay, and it's, it's always kind of like a thrill. And you don't know, because it's audio, you don't always like know exactly where it's operating on your body until you realize what's happening. Yonis mm -hmm. is so good. The guy that oh. did the audio in that is so yeah. good, yeah. yeah. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. I love the grit on the aesthetic. Yeah, that's what I, I, yeah. I was wondering. Is there a word for that? Um, noise? To, noise? Noise? I think, it, I think it's noise, yeah. It's so awesome. there's So there's a lot of like graphical noise, so it, it's, you can kind of see it in, in this image, but um, where there would be, uh, like Dylan said, grit in the area or in the environment, um, they have this graphical noise uh, and and all of it all of it moves like there's there's Ooh. a very you can feel it but also just looking at it you kind of want to stop and then not play for a hot second and then you realize mm. oh wait no this feels really good yeah great yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah games that feel good even when you're not playing them is a pretty big win Weird. yeah mm. yeah I saw the laser grid like being played on like an attract mode like a TV oh yeah I thought it was like I was like I like what's happening there. Yeah, yeah. This mm. is a stupid question, but is that booth in any other booth? Like, is that in Mega Booth? I think it's in Mega Booth. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so thanks for bringing that up, Felix. Um, all this, the, the listings here, um, if you have the guidebook app, you can search by the developer's name and it'll tell you exactly where on the map it is or by the booth number. Um, yeah. Ooh. Ind Industries every, of Titan. Every year mm. I uh, see a game on the show floor that I immediately have to avoid uh, because if I play it, I will lose my life. My entire life will be gone. Uh, Sounds like a so curse. you just see your like, life flash before your eyes. Yeah, like it's a, it's a near-death experience when I get near it. Yeah. So uh, Industries of Titan, I'm a producer, right? And as a producer, I really like streamlined pipelines. I really like when things are organized. I very much enjoy uh, uh, creating things perfectly, if you will. And Industries of Titan is a um, is a city building game, obviously. Uh, well, not obviously, but it is. And <laughs> Just trust me, okay? Just trust me on this. Um, yeah, it's by Brace Yourself. They did Crypt of the Necrodancer. They have quite a few games on the show floor. They have a really big booth. Uh, I don't know, Directions. It's over, there. Over there. It's that booth, it's there. 21109. Uh, yeah. They recently announced their Crypt of the Necrodancer Zelda <laughs> yeah. uh, mashup game. Cadence of Hyrule. Which, oh which, let's just... 
acknowledge as a group that Nintendo handing IP to indies to do something with is the best thing of 2019. So good. It's like the most important thing. I really, really want that to happen more because indies are so powerful and can do such creative things and trusting them with your IP is such a cool thing. So uh, kudos to Nintendo for finally doing that. Um, It's like Marvel hiring indie directors. Yeah, what an amazing fit between Brace Yourself and them. And so, but Industry of Titan is one of their other games. And the thing that sold me on it, uh, I don't have much time so real-time, most city-building games that I play are real-time. So if I have it up on another screen while I'm working, I have to like, like go to it again and make sure I'm not losing or like something hasn't caught on fire. But you can pause this one. Hmm. So it's really, it's about playing at your own pace. It's about the satisfaction of building something. It's gorgeous. Uh, these guys are really good at design. Um, it has a soundtrack from Danny B. So like I'm sold, right? I mean, he did Meat Boy. Earworms. Like, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. so good. Galore. And, uh, and Crypt of the Necrodancer. And so it's just got this like respect for my time <laughs> that is so <laughs> rare, rare in yeah. games, I feel yeah. like. like so good. So many games demand that right now I'm playing it. And, and that's okay. Like I love immersion and I love being able to lose myself in something. But the idea that I can that it respects me as a human and as a player and as a professional yeah. is so cool because it means that I can have this up and in between meetings if I need like a, because I do a lot of context flipping in my job. I, I go, I, in any mm-hmm. given day, I might have meeting five different meetings for five different teams. And so those moments in between, I need a palate cleanser, right? And so this seems like it could be that or yeah. I may <laughs> never go to a meeting ever again. We're going to find out. It's yeah. gonna be fine, yeah. uh, but I would highly, I encourage you to go do the demo. It seems like it's it's just gonna be like a very very tight solid game and, and has like a lot of really cool design in it. So um, th- I won't I won't say too much more. I, again, I have not. I will say I have not played this game on the show floor. Uh, I did not stop to play it. Uh, I might do it by Sunday. I've earned it by Sunday. Right. Oh, a little treat. Yeah, a, a little, small treat. A small treat. <laughs> Reward the, for the end of packs. Yeah, yeah, you're just gonna play it until they shut it down. For four days. Right. Four yeah. more days. <laughs> like, yeah. Four yeah. more days. As a reward for not playing the game, we're gonna play the game. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So nice. yeah, I think I don't know. I think that respect is so cool and. Yeah, I just really appreciate as, it. As, as grown up, as grown folks who play games as well, or if you've got kids, right? Yeah, like totally. so many of us have kids now. I don't. I shouldn't say us, but like the the idea that so many of my friends were all in our thirties and forties, and we have children, and like it's really tough to find <laughs> the time to play a thing that either involves them or doesn't yeah. involve them, but can, can does respect your time, right? So yeah. anyway, well done. Beautiful, so pretty. Speaking of, um, well, I mean, I guess this one respects yeah. my time in the sense of like. Um, Twitch reflex is just sort of like if, if like you were talking about oh, meeting yeah. kind of games that come to you where you're at in your mental state. Yeah. Um, Treasury and Beatdown City is a, a like a beat 'em up, but it also has kind of like a Fallout style VAT system. Yeah. Um, oh. Which I love. So like you can go, you can certainly run around action style and, and yeah. do whatever you want. But if you are the kind of person who's like, I just need a hot second to plan what I'm going to do, yeah. then it will let you do that. Um, which I just find as a as an accessibility thing, really really pleasing. Um, or games like Transistor, like I loved that yeah, you I could was about to say. have those have those both of those rhythms at your disposal. Um, but yeah, but so a beat 'em up um, inspired by uh, Sean, who's the the developer. Right. Um, growing up loving beat-em-ups and, and kind of bringing, and so what, what he's bringing to this particular um, expression of his love for them is, is that like, is one, having a more diverse kind of uh, set of folks represented in the game, um, people of color especially, um, that be, the beat-em-ups come out of this history, like have a particular narrative history around yeah. people of color and also the, these cities. So they're like in the 80s, like a lot of post-apocalyptic urban terrorscapes and so, but this is like a loving representation of, of New York and, um, and like involves 
real Google Maps mapping of these of these yep. levels and things. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spent a lot of time yeah. to the detail for yeah. a game that like a lot of people might pass by because it looks like right. this. Looks right. It has such attention to detail, and he spent so long and so much passion is put yeah. into it. And I really appreciate yeah. that. Really loving, positive expression of his love of early beat em ups, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Also, right. dollar dollar pizza. Pizza. <laughs> I don't even eat pizza anymore since I moved to LA. I miss New York pizza does, so does bad. Does pizza not exist in oh, LA? Oh, sorry. Does no. California pizza not appeal to you? <laughs> no, I mean, that, if I'm it doesn't, that's fine. I, I, I yeah, in no. Boston, you're going to get thrown out for having a poor opinion of California, California pizza. pizza. <laughs> that's correct. I'm a traitor. No, it's like you can you can find it. You just got to look for it. Whereas yeah. in New York, you can fall sideways into dollar dollar pizza dollar and pizza. be treated it's right. Dollar pizza. Yeah, that's yeah, what I miss. That needs to exist now. That's what I miss. Yeah. Need a pop up store, dollar dollar pizza. On every corner. Oh, and they're in PAX Rising. I will say really yes. quick before we... PAX Rising. So they're in uh, PAX Rising booth, which, which is like really cool. And I got to hand it to whoever curates it. I know Sean's been working with them a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's got some really neat stuff in there. And they're really trying to highlight uh, more diverse games made it's by great. more diverse people. So if you haven't been over there yet, definitely go to PAX Rising. Check out everything in there. It's pretty chill. It's in the like back corner, back left corner uh, kind of, I'm sorry I'm like just pointing in a direction that makes no sense she's over I'm here like, I nearly had a panic attack trying to navigate the floor it this was a, it's a lot down there oh my god so but I will say it's got a, it's got a yeah Pax Rising does up. have a sign overhead uh, look up. you can look up and so I would highly encourage everybody to orange. go over look up, there take a breath and uh, and just check out what they've got because like you know curation is so important and seeing someone do it with a conscious you know yes. effort behind it to make it more diverse is pretty cool so I'm excited about that yeah. major props uh, this next game, Stacks on Stacks, oh, parentheses, I chose this on one. Stacks. Yeah, dope. Um, I actually, uh, Ian, who's one of the developers of, of Ian and Ellie fame, um, I actually played this at GDC. He showed me a demo. Um, so it's kind of like... God, it's cute. I get 3D Tetris yeah. in a way. So, so the objective is you're, given, oh. you're randomly given blocks and you have to um, stack them, you're reaching a certain height goal. Um, and you can play a single player cooperatively, I played it cooperatively, and so you can rotate the actual canvas, like the field of view, and then rotate the actual block. It's not like a full 360 rotation, it's like snap to points like every 90 degrees. Um, and so you get regular blocks, and then <laughs> You also get like this weird, like you see this flagpole is also like an object that can yeah. show up or like random, like mm. here's a ball. It's, like there's no. Oh wait, so that oh. flagpole showed, oh there's a yes. block and you got under it. So, so it literally pole. falls from the top and you need to stack them as high as you can go. Like I said, it gives you a, a, a height goal. I see. Um, and then sometimes you can kind of see down at the bottom here, there's like uh, these, these are die that they give you. Um, and the die will fall, and it'll hit something, and then it'll roll around, and whatever side it lands on is like a little mini game. Oh. And one of the sides, uh, I can't remember what the icon looked like. I think it was like a bunny or something, but it was a platformer. So like the entire game oh, then like went down to like a like human view of the actual like field of play, and there were a bunch of coins spawned, and you had to jump around and get all the coins. Oh my Sarah, do you have a question? No, no, no. That was okay. me. That was me pressing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to get it, getting out of the, uh, the, the okay. glass. I hate yeah. to. I'm. I like. I don't love. I mean, kudos to Ian and Ellie for making this because this is so far up my alley. But it really does sound and look and feel like Keita Takahashi. It does look Tetris. Like that's mm -hmm, awesome. Mm -hmm, They've yeah. really captured something that, was what I, that that like. I, I don't know. I'm definitely gonna go play it because as I walked by it today, I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And and really, it really caught my eye. But I didn't get to play it. Your pitch for it is fantastic. Yeah, and it's sold. It's, it's so much yeah. fun. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Cool. And it's also is it at, single player. 
uh, single player and multiplayer. And <laughs> yeah, so oh, so like you can race. No, so I think there's a competitive and oh, cooperative multiplayer. Okay. Well, yeah, right. yeah. But so you can I race mean, each other on alternate platforms, and then there's one great. we work together to stack up. Uh, yeah, and so this is also at uh, Indie Mega Booth. Nice. So you can find that over there. Pretty. Oh yeah. Get in the car, loser. Nelson. Oh yay! Get in the car, loser. Loser. I have to go and get the car. Uh, so we were we were talking about diverse games and diverse creators and diverse characters, and um, it's. I feel like you can kind of just look at the look at the screen and see more or less what we mean. Which is great. You should be able to just look at your game and perceive the diversity within it. Right. Um, and the surface that stuff. The, the the premise of this game is very interesting. Uh, they don't have a cutscene. Uh, they actually say from the... Yeah, it, I forgot about that. There are multiple times where we laughed out loud while playing this game. Uh, they don't have a cutscene. They don't have an intro cutscene. So okay. they have This is where the text. intro cutscene should go. Yeah, they said, like, hey, this is, like, super work in progress. So we're just going to tell you what would happen. <laughs> the main character is hanging outside of school. Uh, the friend's partner picks the main character up. And then the friend... Has stolen the sword of fate. Sword, the sword of fate. Oh, it is he the would. sword of fate. Yes. Yeah. So, so, and then you're chased by uh, angels, and you have to go fight the machine devil. All right, I believe I'm is what in, it's I'm called. In, whatever, it's, yeah. whatever this is. It's a teen drama that like kind of knows it's a JRPG. It's like a fish out of water with the main character, but like yeah. right. people know like, hey, like we're gonna go fight this like ultimate bad dude, and uh, I got the sword of fate. Are you in? And you're like, and does this like, mean we're friends now? Yeah, Get yeah, in the car, absolutely. loser. Yeah. And oh the main God. character's like, oh, you're so funny, Grace, and gets in the car. He's like, wait. Wait, are we actually doing that? What, doing what's happening? You immediately get banned. into a fight. I yeah. guess I'll okay. Right, right. I mean, color guard. What's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> color guard. Yes. Color uh, guard, Dylan. Yeah. Very oh, good. Was extremely Christine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's a different panel. Yeah, um, okay. But yeah, and it's a so it's a four button RPG. So you have one button per person. Oh. And then there's okay. This is this is this is very interesting. So you get panels of moves. So you have one set of moves, you have another set, and you can organize it however you want. So, like, one set might have, oh, this button does heal instead of attack. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And then That's there's possible. the fate set, and the what? fate set what? is when you select the sword of fate. And when you select the sword of fate, it charges up, and then your, your friend attacks the enemy that you've selected, and as they do it, the entire screen goes red, and then in like hand painted lettering, it says, I won't falter in the face of evil. And then just slams the sword like overhand, like double axe handle mm -hmm. into the And then the you enemy. just hit that, that enemy with a barrage of attacks. And it is the coolest goddamn thing. Yeah, that sounds seen. dope. It's yeah. so it's really good. good. Yeah. It's and you, really good. And you do I need that, better friends. You do that like five <laughs> times in a yeah, battle you, and it never gets. You've never done that for me. It doesn't get all. Yeah. Would you falter in the. In the I would not. You would not falter. Thank you for asking, Sarah. I might falter. Yeah. I may. Falter. Yeah. I'll Depends. be honest about myself. Um, <laughs> other other thing. Uh, so this. So if you look at the screen, there's three lanes. Um, it takes the most interesting aspect of Final Fantasy 15, which is the, the road, road trip. trip. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so you're on a road trip and you select which lane you want to be in, okay. and then it and then it tells you what's coming up. So it'll be like, okay, do you want to oh. do, do this fight? Do you want to do this boss fight? Do you want to go to the store, the Love gas it. station that's up ahead? Um, or do you want to ignore all of that and continue having the conversation that you're having? Because it's also a game <laughs> where you can flirt with the people in the yeah. car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's by Christine Love, so yeah. 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 Oh, wait, it is literally. 
really cr- of course yeah, it is. Yeah. Love Conquers yeah, All Gets. Oh my god. Yeah. I lo- oh great. Oh good. Oh yeah. If you so don't it's know ma- Christine made by one of the co-creators of Lady Killer in a Bind. Yeah. 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 And Analog a hate story. Yeah. Analog a hate story. Digital a love story. Yeah. If you if you don't know Christine loves games, she makes really cool really uh, cool games like visual novels and dating sims, and it's pretty neat. That's why it's so mechanically clever. Yeah. The aesthetics <laughs> of this game are phenomenal. Beautiful. There's just so much charm. It just oozes charm. I love this game. Yeah. I would. Um. So there's there's the aesthetic. Uh, it is funny as hell. Like there were multiple Again, times Christine where Love, I, I yeah. laughed yeah. out loud and made eye contact with the game creators and then apologized for laughing as loud as I had. Psh. And then I was like, oh, wait, you're probably loving this. And then <laughs> yeah. continued to laugh. Christine loving this. Christine loving Oh, oh. no. There you go. Bad. Nelson, tell me about gas points. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hot segue. So, there, so there's this moment in the game where you have to go get gas for your car, because that's the other thing, is the car will eventually run out of gas. Um, so you have to go get gas for the car, and the, the Valentin, or Valentine, maybe, Valentine. who is yeah. the person with blue hair, mm. they, they say, oh yeah, we just need to get some, and then it's a, it's a picture, and then a P, and your character says, like, I, don't, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, and then they say, and then it shows a picture, and then a P, it's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, how are you how saying you're pronouncing your it? Words. And, so, and so Valentin just goes, oh, no, it's just, I don't understand what you're, what you're missing. It's pronounced with a picture of, of a, a gas, gas pump. pump and then a P afterwards. But I guess you can just call it gas, gas points. I really like the, for, it's not a fourth wall, but it is oh, like self-aware JRPG yeah. nonsense. Yeah. I love that. There are multiple times where they're just like, I, I guess I'm going to go save the world. Because that's what we're doing tonight. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Fantastic. Very good. Yay! Oh. Felix, after party. Yay! Felix has to blow, blow in her nose. Yeah. Sorry, that's, I'm biased. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, we're both yeah. biased. So, I'm, like, yeah. I will, caveat. Caveat. Uh, I worked, so this is by a studio called Night School Studio. They made a game called Oxenfree. I worked yep. on it. Uh, and obviously you're biased because because I'm in it. Yeah. Um, so I did not work on Oxenfree, and I loved it, and I thought it innovated dialogue and and had some of the most natural rhythm yeah. in speaking um, that I'd ever seen, and some extremely high quality voiceover for an indie. And so I was like chasing these people. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be in this game. Can I I'm do the elevator biased, pitch? For this you, game? Yeah, you yeah, can do the right, elevator yeah. pitch. All right. yeah. You die and go to hell, and you have to outdrink the devil to get out of hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's a right? really good premise. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so it's so, day four of PAX. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Jesus. Too real, too real. Um, but yeah, so I feel like with After Party, and I, I will, the reason this is on this, this panel for me is that like, uh, PAX is really, really busy, right? And it's a lot of noise. Like, this is a very nice, quiet room right now, and I am so thankful for that. Because the white noise, <laughs> yeah. that, in the ambient noise on the show floor, the level is so high in the background that it becomes very difficult to like think even, right? And something like After Party actually shows terribly on a show floor like yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, they are here, they're putting in the work, they're doing a great job, but it might be this type of game and other games like it are the type of game that you may not want to play here. Like, weirdly, like I'm games about with to say, voiceover? <laughs> maybe don't go play Fair. this game on Fair. the show floor. Maybe just have it on your radar, right? And, and really, 
PAX is just as much about that for me as it is about sitting and playing games. Like, oftentimes I'll walk by a booth and go, that's interesting, I'm going to take a picture and yep. remember to look it up later, yep. right? Yeah. And so not everything should be played on the PAX show floor. No. And weirdly, again, After Party, probably not one of those games that should be showing on the PAX floor. <laughs> I'm really glad they're here and everybody's yeah. got to put in the effort and the work, right? But um, have it on your radar. It's The voiceover is incredible, obviously, <laughs> present company included. Um, and and I think they've done such a great job of capturing this like uh, the hell of living <laughs> oh. <laughs> with, the coping, with the coping of said hell, right? Because it's all about co it's about this like relationship that you have, yeah. and like you're stuck in a place you don't want to be, and it's and you are coping with it, and so it's a little too real in those scenarios. But right. yeah, yeah, no, the cast is actually like me, me, uh, the cast is bonkers. <laughs> it's it's bonkers. Like yeah, I mean, is. Satan is played by Dave Fenoy, a famous from you know Walking Dead and things oh, like wow. that. Um, Sissy Jones is in there. Ashley Birch is one of your buds. I mean, uh, Janina Gavanka. Is yep. who of Battlefront fame oh, is the main. Yeah, I mean, like it's really stacked. Wow. Um, and the dialogue is really. I mean, it's some. I've some of the most honestly some of the most fun sessions I've ever had in my entire life. Like just when you add drunkenness into the mix and accents and just all kinds of and swearing. It's a lot and of swearing in hell. Except and, getting yeah. back to your except life. Except getting right. back yeah. to living it all. Right. Yeah. Your um, shitty post grad life. <laughs> shitty graduate. Right. You're right. Your college buds trying to navigate this together. Again, way um, too real. Way too. Yeah, real. it's so real. It is yeah. so relatable. Yeah. So real. Um, and yeah, but the, and again, you can you can look forward to this dialogue that's really responsive. People sound like they're actually talking to each other and responding to each other because of whatever scripting or back-end cleverness they've put in there that makes these things fire believably. Um, I, the drinks that you drink give you new dialogue options, so oh, wow. super-powered mm -hmm. drinking stuff, which is You fun. can also play beer pong with a character called the Pong Demon, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, of course, there should be, of course, in hell there's a Pong Demon. Of course, demon. It's a fucking frat house. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you will. But yeah, so it's, um, it's I'm excited. I, I'm super excited to play this game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, like, I've been saving it. I haven't played it on the show floor yet, and I'm going to save it for uh, after and, and make sure, or, or another scenario in which, like, but I highly encourage you to go by and take a look, even if you just stand behind someone playing it and look at it. It's so beautiful. It's they've, funny. It's God, funny. they've got such a good team. So funny. Yeah, it's hilarious, right? <laughs> right, it's very funny. So, anyway, that's it. Where the bees make honey. God, this game is Aww. cute. It's so cute. Save the bees. Did it just come out? Yes. Like uh, last week? Yes, there's a tweet of Brian, the sole developer, lying on the floor after like hitting the launch button. Just like, all right, this is my life now. Hashtag ready, game dev. Ready to go. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, so, where the bees make honey is, oh, jeez, it's, it's, it is a narrative game. It starts out like a walking sim, right? Where you play as this woman who is a, a, a telemarketer and she's like alone <laughs> at work. So like, she's a happy camper. Yeah. So <laughs> she, she is like talking about like where her life is and it's going nowhere and all this stuff. And you do like these very like simple like uh, walking around and interacting with objects uh, and, and some puzzles wrapped around that. And then you like interspliced with that is like reels of like actual footage of like it, like home videos that look like they were made from like the like 60s or 70s like have a lot of film grain and tearing and all this stuff on it huh. and then spliced with that and then like she's narrating of, of her life of, of uh, that's what's implied like I mean I don't know what the um, it's hard to tell the footage because it's like it's like real like intentionally low quality mm. um, and it looks like it was shot on like actual like film cool um, and then you intersplice with that, there is like this more kind of cartoonish looking character um, who is supposed to be a younger representation of herself, like walking through these like, 
these vignettes of like like everyday objects built into like actual scenes. So like there's a part where she's like really small and walking across a kitchen table, but like the kitchen table has like a bridge built out of like popsicle sticks and all this other stuff. Is it is it do you feel metaphor in it or is it just like really beautiful? Because that sounds really, really beautiful, but do you feel like there's like metaphor in all that stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I was, I was playing with the dev and like, and there's like narrated metaphor and then there's like, like visual metaphor. Like there's mm-hmm. parts like, like that, that scene, it feels like she's reliving like what her childhood home was like sure. and like what her, what it was like living with her parents. Um, and then there's like a scene and then it cuts to a scene where you play as a rabbit and the rabbit has tank controls but the, no. the, dia- the dialogue, oh, <laughs> he was apologizing for the controls. He's like, if people have, fine, have a hard time playing this, this section. But I was like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. But like oh, narrated overhead is this woman who just lost her daughter in a grocery store. Oh, she's panicking? Yes. As you're running around as this rabbit. Right, all right. And then the rabbit finds her baby rabbit, and then that's supposed to be the daughter refound in the grocery store. It's like, it it goes places. Like, it goes all over the place. And then there's a part where you're a monster truck, or like you're an RC monster truck, and you're just like driving it through the woods. Is that also tank controls? I must know. Um, A little less so. Somehow, (laughs) less so. Yeah. The more tank-like object is less so a tank. Um, (laughs) And you're like doing stunts with it and doing stuff. And then... Splice with all those are these like kind of cat and toad esque puzzles oh. where you're like rotating the environment and finding these honeycomb wow. icons and doing stuff like that. It's, so is, it, is it sort of like I'm getting sort of Edith Finchy, Papo? That's Ujo exactly what yes. I was thinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah cool. Papo Eo might be like a more accurate yeah, that like, makes sense. descriptor. Yeah. Like yeah. It, cool. it's just like this kind of like metaphorical narrative journey that just like goes all over the place talking yeah. about this woman's childhood. Um, Sounds Amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, I really like it. It also oh. sounds so ambitious. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Do you know if it's here, what days it's here with the mini booth? Yes. Um, it's, so the way the mini booth works, if you're not familiar, um, they, they trade off every two days. So there are games that will only be at the mini booth um, Thursday and Friday, and then there are only games that are going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Where the Bees Make Honey is only going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Um, and it's part of Indie Mega Booth. So it's like if you walk over to Indie Mega Booth, there's one part where it's like 12 like kiosks of TVs, like smaller TVs, like hoisted high up, and that's Mini Booth. I like the Mega Booth is just like evolving and mutating and budding new things within itself. Yeah, it's and good. It's yeah. Good. yeah, there's a, there's a yeah, Mega yeah. Lounge. 100 years ago, well. a meteor hit it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's all good. It's yes. good. Oh, okay. So I saw this one like 20 minutes before this panel, but. <laughs> I walked by it and it was really beautiful. This doesn't doesn't quite uh, show it off. I've got like a card from them that you can see. It's like uh, <laughs> I get to enjoy it. <laughs> you, get to you, enjoy you can it. look. It's like Don't really look. So, trust, trust it us. It looks trust really us. cute. So so when I walked by, uh, I I didn't know at first that it was, but it looked like Whoa. their poster had this like modular looking little city where you could tell I could and it had like uh, keyholes on each each one, and I was like, oh, that's a puzzle game. Like I can understand that that's a puzzle game. And I came around the corner and there was a person in VR playing it, and I was like, ah, interesting, because I've seen a lot of games that try to do puzzle like The Room or like Myst in VR, but this one uh, is from a student, so he just just graduated. Again with the student. Oh, it's a Dodge. team, just cool it to just Take one time. It's a team of just recent graduates. Oh, oh, uh, Brian, who made Where the Bees Make Honey, is also Graduate. still in college. I mean, awesome. Leave some for the okay. rest of us. Right. No, 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 keep making games. <laughs> I'm kidding. Replace Jonathan. us, replace us, replace yeah. us. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is our downfall. Bring it on, bring it on. It would be sad to die alone. I'm going to drag as many people down with me as I can. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so that's like, that's, <laughs> 
I can't take credit for that quote, but <clears throat> uh, so Kaiso was re what was interesting about it to me is that when I asked them, oh, so do you have a non-VR version? They said no too many of our puzzles are reliant on this space. And that's sort of what I was talking nice. about before with JS Joust being a, a, like a literally physical space game. You can do that now in VR a lot of the time. You can, you can recreate space, physical spaces and architecture and geography that matter to the game's puzzles. And so as I watched them play, they were really interesting, uh, like, like very mist-like, obviously that's a thing that like I grew up with because uh, I'm of a certain age, and uh, it was deeply important to me. But what was so cool about mist is that you would do something across the map, and it would affect something all the way over there, mm. and you would have to find the vantage point where you yeah. could hit the thing and also look. And now you can do that like the one, exactly how I'm doing it. Just now you can do it in VR, where you're like playing with a thing back here and looking over there. Yeah, I got it. It's lined up. Okay, I'm going to go over there now, right? And then you can warp over there with the with like nice. warp. And I think that that's something that's so interesting. And the fact that they were like, no, we couldn't make this for, right. we, we can't port it, so we're not going to. We're going to stick to this VR experience and we're going to use it to its full, like potentially to its full potential, as it were. And so, I don't know. There's something really ambitious and really admirable about doing that. Yeah. And because they were recent graduates, I was like, this appeals to me. The fidelity of it's really high. The quality of puzzle looked really fun and accessible, but simultaneously very satisfying. Like the one puzzle I saw was someone had a pillar in front of them and they were rotating it. And then a building in the distance was also rotating. Like the levels were rotating. And I was like, the one-to-one -one relationship, but also it being a puzzle is something that I really love. Uh, you know, I'm spectrum-y, and so that's like a really, really satisfying thing to yeah. me. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think I don't know, there's something about that. And then also watching the person play, it didn't seem like they were fumbling um, or like that the controls were were giving them, you know, less than ideal feedback. And I think we're getting there with VR finally. Right, it sounds like, yeah. Right, we're Solving for movement, solving accessible. for, yeah. So I get super sim sick, so I probably will never play this game, but please play it for me. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it you, seems cool. It seems like a cool thing. You messaged me... Uh, what it was, you're like, all right, I'm going to showcase this game. Um, it's VR The Room. And I was like, oh, cool, Tommy Wiseau's doing a, the VR thing. Oh, That's no, really, yeah, really cool. Sir, sir. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a second. No, 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 the, the, the iPad game. But yeah, uh, more mist. I would say more mist. More, and it actually gave me Fez vibes because of, right. the, because of the spaces and because of the right. things you were doing and it changing across a level and stuff. Or like, like witness kind of thing. Very witness right. as well, yeah. It had that that um, calm single player yeah. like feel to it where you're mystery. just there, mystery? you're there with it. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't, I actually asked them not to tell me so that I can like play it at some yeah. point, but um, it did feel very lonely and I love lonely games, right? Mm. So I'm really into that. I'm like the opposite. I love like, I like, I, like, I wasn't missed. I was like LucasArts adventure games. Right, right, Give me right. lots of weirdos <laughs> to talk to. That's my jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to cool. be lonely. Yeah. <laughs> no, something for everything. Something everyone. For everyone, yeah. yeah. Cross-hatched. Cross-hatched. Well, again with the students. Again with the students. Um, but yeah, so these are some, they started this like nine months ago and it looks incredibly beautiful. They were, I think they were still at Wesleyan, uh, which is where I'm from. So again, bias. I'm, I'm from Wesleyan. I graduated. I'm from. I didn't grow up in Wesleyan University. <laughs> I, I, went, yeah, I, went I was to, born there. I will die there. In the music there. department, <laughs> cowering in a corner. No. Um, no, anyway. But yeah, so some very bright students who've just done this thing. Um, and it's got, it's got this beautiful cel-shaded aesthetic. Um, you are sort of like platformy, puzzly, solving. Although, but it's not, I don't think it's very like stressful. Like even Portal probably has more stress to it as far as like platforming, right. pulling stuff off. Um, but you are dimension shifting. Um, speaking of, I, oh. yeah, yeah, so you are, oh. it's like it's, if Portal allows you to <laughs> traverse that way, this is more like changing the, sw swapping dimensions in the environment to solve the puzzles for the things that are in it. And some objects come with you cr across dimensions, some don't. What? That um, sounds awesome. It's, yeah, it does. Nine and months? Looks, I know. <laughs> what am I doing? 
doing with my life? Ridiculous. All right. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks really, really pretty. And also, the, you have, um, I think the way they've arranged it, speaking of, again along the lines of like accessibility and taking things at your own pace, I think they've got um, sort of rooms or buildings that kind of explore or deepen the mechanics as you're learning them, but then it has kind of an open world exploration thing to it, so you can kind of start to pick and choose as you go, and just whatever you're curious about um, tackling first cool. um, up to you. So yeah, it looks it looks really dope. Rad. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get a picture of anything like I that. Know. I know. I, like, I, wanted a gi- like, yeah. I need a gif of it shifting. So yeah, it's yeah. yeah, cool yeah. though. So that is our last uh, new game that we showcased. Um, we also have a bunch of, I, I did the count, um, and the number of games that we showcased previously, I think is like 20-something. Oh, wow. <laughs> that are still cool. here at the show. Oh, wow. I don't have all of those on slides. I will tweet those out, and I'll show you the Twitter, the follow, if you want to see all the other games that we've showcased before that you want to see. This is just a, a, a slim um, view of them. I'll be at Overland. That's where I'm at. Felix will be at Overland. Woo. Yeah. Um, no. No. Oh, okay. no. Um, let me tell you where we can find our awesome panelists. Oh, cool. Oh. Nelson does UI, UX, and illustration work. So if you want. All those things. I all do, the, all I do need things. that. I will be hitting. Oh, you do? Felix I needs do. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. Okay. networking talk. is happening. Yeah, we should talk. Right before our eyes. Um, so please follow them. They're at Whittaco. And then the best URL in the world, Witta.co. I'm very oh, proud wow, of that that's one. so strong. I'm very uh, proud of that one. I can't take credit for it. My best friend Mike did that. But I... We'll take credit uh, for it. I did this. It's very good. It's very good. Uh, Felix and Sarah are going to be on the Personal oh, yeah. History oh, yeah. of Video Games, <laughs> Part 4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. in the Cullfish Theater, if you want to see another. I, I hear good things about that panel. It's such I, a good one, yeah. yeah. It's really lovely. It's yeah. very, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great view into the different ways into the industry, because there are many different ways to get in. Right. So, mm. yeah. um, Felix's only game... At PAX uh, is Tunic, correct? For the first Felix? time ever, I have one, one game, game at PAX. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> so yeah. if you know you want to you want to play a cute little fox in a He's big a world, little fox, little tiny baby, yeah, adorable wait. fox. Uh, go over to the Finji booth. That's booth sixteen one zero eight. Uh, you can play Tunic. It's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it looks really good. And then if you like this panel, we recorded it. It's going to be an episode of a podcast I run called Warcast, oh, oh based no. off my is studio. It? You it know is. that. It I okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, Felix knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to listen to it, it's at ward-games.com. I'll also tweet it out. It will probably go out by the end of, of PAX. If you want to uh, follow our Twitter, Ward Video Games, also hashtag PAX Hidden Gems. You can find literally every game we've ever showcased using that awesome. hashtag. So if you just want to scroll through it and see see what other cool games we've had, some of them are out, some of them are here. Um, I'll also tweet out every single slide we had on this, including the previously on games. So you can just look at that huge list. That'll probably go up sometime tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah. Great. On that note, thank you for coming. Go play some games. Yeah.